0: Welcome to the Sunday Night Health Show podcast. Tonight on the podcast, we're talking about cruising with COVID, also diabetes, female struggles, toxic workplace behaviors, and burnout, pleasure, which may help your burnout, and the subtle signs of anxiety. The Sunday Night Health Show podcast starts now. A very popular, more, more than popular, more than they realized he was that popular, president, said that COVID was over. But what the news clips didn't also record or put out there in the media was, but we have a lot of work to do. I've also said, I will never go on a cruise ship. I just really don't want to be let off or actually not allowed in. And um, so I'm glad to Um, that this has been confirmed, my my fear has been confirmed, a cruise ship with 800 COVID-positive passengers docked in Sydney, Australia today. Okay, there were like 4,900 people on this um, particular cruise, and it it was the Majestic Princess, and it was about halfway through a 12-day voyage when an outbreak of cases was noted, Many people tested and 800 out of 4,600 passengers and crew on board at the time tested positive. And all of those people actually had to leave. They had to get off of the ship. In Australia. I believe they were supported by the cruise line, but um, you know, you can't believe everything that you read. Most of the cases were mildly symptomatic or asymptomatic, and those guests isolated in their state rooms and then separated from those who had tested negative. But you know, with positivity rates or accuracy rates, I should say, on antigen tests, which is probably what they were using because that's what's typically used in uh, large crowds of people. It's about a 30 to 40% accuracy. So I imagine that there was a lot more people left over who also have COVID who are probably going to pop positive tomorrow as well. The cruise operators did escort the infected people off the ship. That's exactly what you want after you've paid tens of thousands of dollars to go on a trip. You want to be escorted off the ship midway with mild symptoms, and they have been advised to complete, as per the CDC, a five-day isolation period. Those who tested negative we're allowed to stay on the ship and carry on, cruise on. But you know what? It, it's a bit of a crapshoot. There's it's a little Russian roulette there. You don't know uh, if you're going to test positive, if you're going to test positive in, in a day or two from now. Um, but you know what? It's just not something you want to do. And I have spoken to people who have saved for big trips. I um, spoke to one patient in, and he, he said that their trip was ruined because they had actually... Um, They were going to their son's wedding and he was marrying somebody um, from Japan, I think it was. And um, they were wearing surgical masks. I do advise KN95 masks, but not everybody listens to that. But they are far more protective than a surgical mask. But on a train in Japan, they actually, the family wore surgical masks and they all tested positive for COVID and ended up having to miss the wedding. Now, this was an expensive trip. It cost them a lot of money. They were very disappointed, needless to say, that they actually couldn't attend their son's wedding in another country. But you know what? This is what COVID has done to us. It has done a lot, but it's done a lot more than that. Missing a wedding is one thing, but long recovery brain damage and the effect of stressors with long COVID is something entirely different. There were four new long COVID studies revealed that 10%, this was done in France, 10% of the French patients infected early in the pandemic, still had symptoms one year later, and that SARS-CoV-2 can profoundly damage the brain for months. You've heard of people saying that they feel foggy, they don't quite feel as sharp as they were, and very stressful events exacerbate persistent symptoms. That means that under stress, and a lot of people did feel stress with COVID, maybe they'd lost their job, maybe they lost out on work, um, but Stressful events can then exacerbate COVID symptoms. This study was published in JAMA Network Open on one year rates of long COVID among. 53,000 adults in three population-based groups who took a nationwide survey from April 1st to June 30th, 2020. So that was way back in the beginning of the pandemic. The researchers did blood samples for serological confirmation of infection, and they fielded online follow-up questionnaires, and the average participant age was 50.9 years, and 63.7% were women. In total, of that 53,000 people, close to 4,000 people had tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 and 66% of them reported at least one symptom during their infections. Of the 2,647 participants, 32.5% said they had at least one COVID-19 symptom for two months or longer. And participants also noted that they had one lingering symptom. That was 18% of people had a lingering symptom at six months, 10% had a lingering symptom at 12 months, a full year later, they're still having a lingering symptom and 8% after 18 months. So this long COVID symptom is lasting for a very long time. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't believe that long COVID exists, but it certainly does. And almost 98% of participants experience weakness, 94% of those with impaired attention or concentration, and close to 80% had memory loss at one year. The most common long COVID symptoms were shortness of breath, that was 26.5% of people, joint pain, 26.9% of people, loss of smell or taste, 27% of people, and weakness, 20% of people. There was impaired attention or concentration, that was 22% of people, memory loss, 40% of people, and sleep disorders, 36.6% of people. COVID can wreak havoc on your life. You do not want to get it. The risk factors for lingering symptoms were people older than the age of 60, female sex, of course, a history of cancer or tobacco use, obesity, and more than four symptoms during infection. Also, women were slower to recover their sense of taste or smell. Older people, women, and those with a history of anxiety or depression, cancer, diabetes, tobacco use, obesity, or a higher number of acute symptoms were also slower to recover from weakness. And slow resolution of impaired attention or concentration was tied only to older age. This is not something that you want to get, especially as people age, people are worried about their sleep, they're worried about their memories, they're worried about their brain health, obesity, diabetes, all these can impact uh, COVID-19, which is why you don't want to get it. And if if you don't believe that it's still out there, (laughs) then you might actually get it. But another reason that you don't wanna get COVID-19 is because according to another study, Repeat COVID infection doubles the risk of death. So getting COVID-19 a second time doubles a person's chance of dying and triples the likelihood of you being hospitalized. Vaccination and booster status did not improve survival or hospitalization rates among people who were infected more than once. Reinfection with COVID-19 increases the risk of both acute outcomes and hospitalization long COVID. This study was published in the journal Nature Medicine. These are very critical studies that we're doing. We're two and a half years down the road from the beginning of the pandemic. We have learned a tremendous amount. The problem is people don't believe what we have learned. Well, hopefully we're seeing a little bit of a turn of the tide and people will get their vaccinations, get their boosters, continue to wear a mask, especially as we head into winter and people head indoors. It's very, very important. I'm a huge believer, as you know, in masks. I have a few patients in my clinical practice. As you know, I do a lot of um, virtual visits these days since the pandemic. One of the benefits of the pandemic, to be honest with you, I see patients who are in sexless marriages or people who are experiencing low sexual desire and I'm seeing a little bit of a trend in my clinical practice lately that is tied to low sexual desire and that is stressed out women in the workplace and you know I have one woman in my clinical practice who has low sexual desire and she described her boss as the devil who wears Prada if you've seen that movie. Anyway, if you haven't, not a bad one to take a look at. Um, But it is just about these toxic workplace behaviors. And another patient of mine also experiencing low sexual desire talked about one of these toxic workplace behaviors that have been damaging to her relationship as well. This is definitely something I have experience with. Number one, I have actually been on the receiving end of toxic workplace behaviors, and it is brutal, let me tell you. But some of the behaviors that occur that can actually damage your mental health include micromanagement. Micromanagement reduces autonomy and confidence, and can lead to a culture of distrust. And this is what one of my patients was experiencing, this newfound micromanagement from a new guy who had just joined the company and he was in an entirely different place, both working remotely, Um, actually he was working remotely and she was not, she was in the office, but um, having a tremendously negative impact on her mental health and actually leading to low sexual desire, workplace bullying, is associated with low sexual desire incivility is another toxic behavior in the workplace that can damage your mental health and that is when staff are ignored or they're undermined or belittled you know all of a sudden you've been invited to these meetings and then you're being excluded for for no known reason except that there's a narcissist at the helm there's also blame is another toxic workplace behavior where that's a culture where individuals are blamed for their mistakes instead of learning from mistakes which is what mistakes are so beneficial for People actually get blamed for these mistakes, and that was evident in the movie The Devil Wears Prada. A lack of empathy, so negative judgment is made when people share and talk about their struggles. And so you might share something with somebody that you feel, you know, close to. You've been working closely with them. Sometimes workplaces, you know, they might feel like family or everyone seems so amazing, and then you share something, and then that's thrown right back in your face also self-entitlement that's where staff are not treated equally leaders find themselves superior to others as well and so they don't treat everybody fairly they single out people they favor some or they they play this it's a sport actually for these narcissists um and so it you know it can be this campaign against somebody or somebody can not be pulling their weight yet they're praised I mean, that can be brutal of, as well. When there's a lack of support, that can be considered a toxic workplace behavior, damaging to mental health as well. So there's no support or care for those who need help in the workplace. And then there's something else, which is these unrealistic expectations where staff are expected to work long hours and be available 24-7. I've certainly had that expectation of me. I, I worked for this one biotech startup company, which was completely fake. And... Um, also, they uh, I were I, la- I lasted eight weeks. I recognized the behavior, documented it all. Um, but I mean, it was just a horrible workplace environment, and a lot of people um, were abused by this one particular narcissist, and it was just horrific. And and again, what that was one of the things aside from screaming at everybody and and changing the goalposts all the time, or um, saying something was not going to be raised at a meeting and then asking somebody to present that particular subject at the meeting. I mean, anyway, it went on and on and on. But I, I do recommend that you document the time, the place, the date, exactly what happened. Lawyers love that. And, um, you know, and keep it in a separate place. Don't keep it on your workplace computer, you know, document it in a, in a notebook. But and really the only thing that you can do is to leave. Um, and you know what? we got to start suing these people because these people do not want to be found out. Um, I, I actually sued somebody and I was quite successful in suing. I really didn't care about the money. I didn't want the money. I actually wanted justice. But that's not going to happen <laughs> in the legal system. If you've ever dealt with a lawsuit, you'll find out how that actually works. But nonetheless, it gives you some a little bit of peace of mind that you at least stood up for yourself. Um, Because this can be brutal, and you want to be able to stand up for yourself long before this damages your mental health because people end up getting a complex post traumatic stress disorder. I am delighted to be joined again by my next guest. You've heard her voice before. She's a medical doctor in wellness and performance, she empowers workers all sorts of professionals reduce burnout and overwhelm so they can increase productivity in the workplace we talked a little bit earlier about those toxic workplace behaviors she's going to help us with that she's all about leverage-based leadership she's a speaker a trainer and a writer and she joins me on the line dr Tommy mitchell thanks so much for being on the program thank you maureen thank you you're welcome now burnout and stress and toxic mm-hmm. workplaces these are your thing, if you will. You help people with all oh, of this yeah. and you have an event yeah. coming up. So tell me about yeah. the event that's coming up.
1: Yeah. So I, on Monday, it's going to be a starting, a seven week challenge to help individuals get out the rut. It's completely free. So basically in that seven days, we will um, really have build some foundational principles, establish a goal, a blueprint, what obstacles you need to overcome and a plan. And then if, you choose you can come and work with me afterwards but really that seven days really helped jumpstart you and it's really great because we have a new year coming up and why not start the year right absolutely and it's online just it will before... be on it'll be yeah go ahead oh, I was gonna say just before the
0: holidays um it's online mm-hmm. you said and how you long bet. is it it's seven days in a row but what time and how long does it last
1: yeah so t- Mondays will be at We'll start at 3 p.m. Eastern time. If you go on my website, holisticwellnessstrategies.com, you'll see a pop-up where you can register. And then uh-huh. every other day of the week will be at 10, 12 a.m., 12 p.m. Sorry, Eastern time. I'm just converting because I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm yeah, for I, time zones. I, I'm on both. I'm, I'm on both of those <laughs> time zones. Yeah, I'm in Toronto right now, and I'm like, okay, but I'll be a mountain time when it. Happened. but yeah okay
0: perfect so i've just gone to your website holistic wellness strategies.com and here it is join my yes. free seven-day challenge get out of the rut of burnout and thrive i'm going to sign up um i'm going to be a little bit late to it because oh because it'll be noon uh pacific time and um anyway but i might be 10 or 15 minutes late but otherwise oh I no worries will recording it will be a recording okay perfect all right yeah, so here absolutely. i'm signing up and if you're listening out there, you should sign up as well. I mean, who isn't burnt out right now? We've just gone through a pandemic. Uh, we've gone through some midterm elections, for those of you who might be American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I follow that news. Yeah. Yeah. And still waiting. Well, it it does relate to us, uh, Dr. Mitchell, of course, especially around um, abortion and democracy, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway. Right.
1: Sure. Thank you.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I don't, I, I am not sure, but I talked a little bit earlier in the program. I'm not sure if you heard it or not about some toxic workplace behaviors that damage mental mm. health, like micromanagement and unrealistic expectations. All you have to do is to watch the movie, The Devil Wears Prada, to see some of the mm-hmm. things that people pull off in the workplace that are just brutal and, and, and can yeah. damage relationships, can damage mental health. So what would you say to somebody out there who is, struggling in the workplace because they're not being treated appropriately they're they're expected to be on their email or their phones 24 7 they're not being supported people are are uncivil in the workplace or there's a culture of blame Uh, and you know i have a few patients in my clinical practice recently they're experiencing heart palpitations exhaustion beyond exhaustion depletion One said that they cannot leave the workplace until April of 2023. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a long time to withstand all of this. So what Mm -hmm. do you recommend for people who are having physical symptoms or even mental health issues
1: that are being abused in the workplace? Okay, so first we have to stop the hemorrhage. If it's to that point, physical symptoms, mental symptoms, like significant impacting your work and personal life, then you need to talk to your healthcare provider ASAP. And figure out a plan. There's short-term disability for a reason and long-term. Because it's really hard to heal when you're actively hemorrhaging. So we need to stop that hemorrhage right now. So that's what I would do. Like, I honestly, if it's that bad where you've been going back and forth in your mind thinking, oh, my goodness, this job is killing me. I hate this. Like, come on. The the writing is on the wall. Get help right away. And then have someone who's going to help you have a game plan. Because it's a nice way to get through this without jeopardizing that potential in that job, like for the present and also for the future. Like it's, yeah. I mean, you know, I had
0: actually given that advice um, to both. I said, there's really no answer here. The only thing that you can do is leave, but neither one of them feel that they can leave They're, You know, the workplace um, landscape has changed a little bit. There aren't quite the the good jobs that they were even during the pandemic, even the same as a year ago. And one is being paid so well that they said they'll never get another job with that pay. And the other one said she's been looking for jobs but can't find anyone. So they're both kind of forced to stay. Both of them are also experiencing depletion and low sexual desire. And Mm. their relationships are suffering.
1: Yes. I hear you. And you know, it's interesting with the whole great resignation, there's like the great regret. People who left their jobs during the pandemic are like, oh my goodness, the work climate has changed. So what that person can do now is really to really have clear expectations of, okay, what are things that are within their control? Like right there and then. And then also for their personal life, what are the things that are draining them? I like to think of energy vampires. And what are life-giving? Mm-hmm. Because at this point, we have to balance that equation, right? Burnout is an equation. It's pure math, right? So what can we mm-hmm. do to bring joy into your life and the things that are taking it away that are within your control, what can you take, what can you remove? Okay. That's, that's really, that's one of the first steps. Then your physical health, what are you doing as far as your health? Are you, are you getting moving? Are you exercising? Cause you have to have a clear plan, a clear like baseline to do the next step, especially when you have, you have difficult conversations with leadership management about the position. So the first thing is start internal. That's the first thing I, really talk about and then also we talk about mental fitness like where are you mentally that is like the ultimate game changing game changer is your mental fitness and that's something we'll talk about in the challenge so that's the first thing first because you'd be surprised what you can withstand if you are truly optimized health-wise in the things that you can actually control i'm speaking from experience and collective experience of clients so yeah
0: Awesome. You know, I actually think I should send both of these patients to this challenge, <laughs> to this they seven-day should. challenge.
1: Honestly. Absolutely. It's been life-changing, it's been life-changing for me. Like, I've, I've literally been the, you know, I've gone through a lot in my life, and it honestly, I came out strong, thank God, because of all these skills, and I've learned and just, just immersed myself with them. We all have the ability to do these things. It doesn't cost a ton of money. Like, what I'm going to teach you you don't need money to do, and that's the beautiful part. You don't need money to get and better, you are a be wellness,
0: stronger. Yeah, you are a wellness and performance coach, kind of the go-to and medical doctor coach, if you will.
1: Exactly, like you know, com- combine the ten-year, over ten-year experience as a primary care practitioner, board certified, plus gone and done training on top of that, plus lived experience, and then that of my clients. So yes, I am. Um, I consider myself well-rounded to really help you with laser focus to move forward.
0: Absolutely. And it's also that medical lens that you bring to it as well. Um, In addition to your experience as a wellness and performance coach, you know, women especially, but you know, men as well, people are struggling with stress, anxiety, low self-esteem. They're afraid to speak up because they're afraid that they're going to get fired. But, I yes. often say, well, you teach people how to treat you, and if you're not speaking up, they, they know they can target you. So what is your exactly. recommendation
1: on speaking up? Okay, so start in little things. Like, what are the things that you're volunteering to do in your workplace that you don't need to do? Like we talked about before, a lot of women are the ones preparing for like, Christmas is coming up, you know, Christmas events. They're, they're putting on extra work for themselves. Like, stop. Why are we doing this? Uh. Okay? Okay. Um, Think about people around you. Who is the negative Nancy or the negative whatever around you? So who can you, like, how can you shift, like how can you move away from that in the workplace, right? Uh What kind of energy are you bringing forward? I like to say kill them with their kindness. (laughs) So when you come into work, you could have the meanest person, honestly, put a smile on your face and be like, hi. And just in the back of your head, you can think whatever colorful language you think about them. But honestly, that goes a long way. It has helped me go through very challenging situations. And also when you're talking to them, look at them in the forehead. If they're really that terrible, and many people are, they're toxic bosses, look at them in the forehead. It just makes it so much easier to talk to someone who's just really not a nice human being. So those are the, that, like, right. a, a few things you could do to start off with. There's many more things, and I love getting into it. Like, this is my jam, Maureen. Like, I could talk about this uh, topic for a long time. I know.
0: My guest is Dr. Tommy Mitchell. She is a wellness and performance coach. She is the go-to coach MD, and I'm delighted to have her on the line because we're talking about some incredibly important subjects tonight, not the least of which is her seven-day challenge. Dr. Mitchell, can you just remind the listeners about your seven-day challenge and how to sign up?
1: Oh, um, um, it starts tomorrow morning, or uh, tomorrow afternoon, um, depending on where you are on the globe, And just go onto my website, HolisticWellnessStrategies.com, and register. It is complimentary, so bring your friends, bring your coworkers. And if you can't make it to the live teaching, there will be a recording. I will make sure I email it to you, but please register through that link so I know where to send the recording to you if you can't make it. Free teaching and coaching.
0: This is awesome. And you know what? We need this, especially women. But it's men and women can sign up for that seven-day challenge, Correct.
1: Yes, 100%. We all need it.
0: Perfect. But, but women in particular, because I want to talk to you about the immense study that demonstrated that yes. women everywhere are struggling. Can you talk to me a little
1: bit about this, please? Yeah, so women are struggling. Um, the pandemic really brought out our weaknesses, especially when we recognize that women traditionally carry the majority of household responsibilities, um, often with little support. And we are balancing our careers and the sexism and the ageism and everything that has been graciously presented to us. And women are also not necessarily getting their support as far as talking to a healthcare professional. Many women have done preventive screening exams, and it's, it's really scary. Like it's, it's a snowballing effect, Maureen, that I'm just so concerned what's going to happen to women like a few years from now if we don't address this now in a big way because many women have gone backwards we've gone backwards as women i i just look at the news look at everything that's happening we're going backwards and we can't stand by and say nothing we have to work together and figure out a plan to move forward
0: absolutely and halogic just released the second annual report for its global women's health index And it uses extensive survey data from around the world to assess women's health and well-being. And this is a study of 122 countries and represents experiences of 94% of the world's women and girls age 15 or older. These are some sobering stats. You mentioned one that 1.2 billion women hadn't spoken to any sort of healthcare professional in the last year. And 2.3 billion women hadn't been screened for any type of cancer. I mean, this yeah. is scary. I mean, every single yeah. country has work to do. Healthcare has got to be a priority in every single country because, as you said, women are exhausted. I mean, that's yeah. why they've taken on too much. They're burnt out, they're stressed. What do yeah. you think we
1: can do about this? Well, first, we acknowledge this is a problem. And for women who are leaders in your community, your homes, I need you to rally your other women together and start talking about it because most women are suffering in silence. They feel a sense of shame that like they're not strong enough to handle what's happening, but it's a, it's a global reality. This is the norm, so there's no shame. And I am no Maureen, you too, happen to say women have struggled. We all struggle, but let's get together. So number one, acknowledge the problem. Number two, see where the gaps are. We know there's a global crisis with health care. How can we... Like, there are guidelines we all have to follow, like for pap smears, um, breast cancer screening, colorectal cancer screening. What systems can you plug yourself into? And I'm imploring to the women out there who are leaders, the mothers, the aunties, the, those, those people who are just in that position, really gather with the community and talk to them, find out where they're hurting, because we have to start grassroots, because we can't depend on the government to do this for us. We have to work together. So that's, um, that's... the first two major points. No, go ahead,
0: Marie. Oh, uh, absolutely, and and you know, you made a great point in terms of you know how women need to take this on on an individual level. They need to go yeah. and just on their birthday, perhaps, or just choose a day that says, "I'm going to get my mammogram," "I'm going to be screened for colorectal cancer," "I'm going to yeah. get a Pap smear," "I am going to take a day and then maybe go to the spa if they can," <laughs> but take yeah, a day, of course, to actually make an appointment with your doctor, even if it's six months down the road from now. That's better than nothing nothing
1: exactly yeah yes maureen great point people Too long well you're gonna be older in six months anyway go do it like schedule now like absolutely
0: there are resources available in every community for this and you know we have to be active we have to encourage our sisters and and um, I mean this is this is just very 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 disturbing because as you said this is the norm and when this becomes the the norm. norm for women yeah and then the next step is, is illness, burnout, stress. Families will mm-hmm. suffer. It's in everybody's yes. interest that women are healthy. Anyway, 100%. Dr. Mitchell, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me again. Just one more time. My if pleasure. you can just remind the listeners about your seven-day challenge, which I am going to be joining
1: tomorrow. Thank you, Maureen. So holisticwellnessstrategies.com with a holistic with an H. I have three complimentary seven-day challenge. It will go live on our private Facebook group, but I know people are probably working in the afternoon. We will send a recording, but honestly, if you apply these principles over the seven days, there is no reason you can't start thriving. You, your glass will start overflowing. That's my goal. Your glass overflows, and you and your family's life improve. So it's my gift to you. The beautiful thing about technology and online, I can do one too many. So that's, that's the beautiful you thing. Are, so I look forward to hearing. You're so sweet. You. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much, Dr. Mitchell. Always a pleasure to have My you on. My pleasure, Maureen. Thank you, Maureen. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Night Health Show podcast. You can subscribe, rate, or review on your favorite podcast app. And if you've got a question about your health, the nurse is always in. So email me, at hotmail.com and I just might answer your question anonymously, of course, on next week's show. For now, have a happy and healthy week.